Scott, you want to you want to talk about being happy about having Aaron Wambasaka for all those nine points? You want to yeah. talk about that? I feel like that was a, I feel like that's important. Look at me and my new Milivojevic strategy. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Wambasaka. After I mocked you the week before. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko again. Yep, we're still here, and I'm still emotional, and we've still got matches to cover. Yeah. And so I think we should get Do right into it. you think you'll get it. over it by this weekend? Uh, I'm not getting over Manchester City. I'm telling you, Pep and I are, are, are off for good. Like, you we're broken Pepper, up. I mean, this is a done deal. It's a done deal. There's no way, there's no way you're coming back together. As I sit here <laughs> with my principles, <laughs> the answer is correct. Okay. Uh, follow us on are... Instagram to know for sure when I set my lineup this weekend. <laughs> he plays with Richarlison returning. It's going to be hard to put Mendy out of my lineup. I'm just going to be yeah. upfront with you on that. I you play. It. I am a rock by Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. Every time Scott Scott talks about how he's done with Manchester City. Yeah. Um, right. No, I, I, no. What comes to mind, and, and we're going to move on, is uh, in Tombstone when uh, Doc says, "Wyatt, I am an oak." <laughs> oh no, no, he says, "Wyatt, you are an oak." Right? What's the line? I don't know. I haven't seen Tombstone. Either in a way, long it's time. fantastic. God, All I know is Huckleberry, and that it looks like they they did the best job ever of making someone look yeah. like they have tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Bruce says, "Wyatt, you are you are an oak." Not Scott, since you're, the- Scott, you're an oak. You're an oak with your. Not until the painted veil did anyone look so believable <laughs> as a tuberculosis patient. Good let's reference. move. Let's move on to the next thing we're talking about with the matches. All right, Bournemouth four, four. Yep, Leicester two. Cherries. Ryan Fraser scores just as many as James Madison and Mark Albrighton for the Foxes. Josh King and Adam Smith see to it that the Cherries get the win. Guys, I, I mentioned this a little bit in my uh, in my brief monologue that's already been published this week. Mm-hmm. This Ryan Fraser thing was the other thing that just put me over the edge. Yeah, uh, It's what forced me to deliver a shot at the lack of an injury protocol, even though it's a topic we've already covered on this podcast before. For those of you who have been here with us from uh, the beginning, or at least for a very long time, I apologize. You've had to hear us talk about this injury protocol thing so much. But as long as we're going to talk about Fantasy Premier League, it is relevant that the Premier League does not have an injury protocol. If you searched Ryan Fraser's name on on Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. you pulled up articles from Friday that said he was doubtful, which I get it doesn't mean he's out. I get it. But doubtful typically means probably not going to play, right? I mean, that's... Do you remember what color the triangle they had attached to his name? Was it it past yellow? I think so, but I don't recall because I don't own him. Yeah. I'm guessing it was not yellow. I'm guessing it was darker. Probably so. I I, I cannot tell you. Many people put him deep on their bench. That's exactly where he ended up, and he right. put in 18 in this match. Yep. Frazier was good. He's a 5.7. Brian, his transfers in I'm are... I'm just going to guess that he's the number one guy overall from everyone that's been transferred in. Mm, could be Yarmolenko. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a funny joke. <laughs> Great joke, Scott. Uh, Look at you. Transfers in. I'm sorry. He is the second most transferred in for the week because Eden Hazard is by far the most transferred sure. in. But uh, Ryan Fraser's, I mean, by percentage, not terribly far behind. He's the second most transferred in. All right. So, what? But what's two hundred and ninety thousand? Okay. Two hundred ninety. Good lord. In. He yeah. will absolutely be N- five point eight at least. Before the weekend. My second stat of the day, 9,093 weirdos are transferring Ryan Frazier out. What are you doing? <laughs> Who's, who, Who's, are you, who are you getting? Who are these guys? Who are you going to? <laughs> There's not someone more compelling for you to move on than Ryan Frazier? What are you doing? Un- unreal. I, my problem is this, right? So, like, who do I get rid of in my midfield? I... I have a, a budget defender who we haven't mentioned yet. So Frazier's more expensive than him. I can't do that. But then it's like Pedro Richarlison or Frazier. Like Richarlison or Frazier, because I'm not moving Mora, Mane, or Hazard, right? 
man. Maybe I'm an idiot. Decisions, so, decisions. I know. I, Maybe you should issues. shoo over got, this off the mic. I got stuff going on. Hey, bottom line is this. With all that Fra- value Fraser's in your squad, fantastic. Dave, that you told us about last time, I'm surprised this is a this is a difficult situation let's, for let's you. Let's mention Callum Wilson and Josh King. They're never g- both good on the same day, but they're good on that. opposite days. He completely ignored that. Anyway, yeah, what, yeah. I didn't hear it. I just so what, what you want to handcuff yourself and Look, my self-absorbedness both? was just continued to talk there, okay? I no, don't you're even, good. I don't even know what you said. You're right. They are never good, it seems like, on the same day. But but they've both been good. Um, 28 total points for well, Wilson, 25 for King. Well, we now know. I mean, I think we've Josh King has, has taken back over penalties. Correct. And so that's a... That's a Something that's check. really it's really nice for me to see that this now five weeks into the season after, after the sold. after I waited a couple <laughs> weeks to sell him. I'm not I'm not mad though because I sold him for Danny Ings. Right. Uh, I got rid of him in my wild card this past week. So, yeah, I'm know. not I'm not convinced for, by 11, because, for this exact reason. Ryan Frazier, seventeen of his thirty one passes were in the final third of the pitch this week. He is equally or more involved in the box this week. As Callum Wilson or Josh King, he has as many touches Guys going everywhere. forward as they do. He for the season he still leads the team in shots. Uh, Will Callum Wilson, sorry, for the season Callum Wilson is leading the team in shots. But Ryan Frazier and Josh King are tied for second. They both have nine shots. Frazier though, fifteen corners taken so far this season, which is the fourth most in the Premier League. He's taken twenty three. Put in 23 crosses, which is not only the team lead, but is the ninth best total in the Premier League this season. He leads all players in the Premier League with big in big chances created with six. He is the third best total of key passes with 11. It's the same number that Eden Hazard and Willian have. Are you saying he's an absolute, no doubt, must I am saying this is not... This is not like... A guy that's just, you know, this is some, you know, some fluky weird thing. Like, what the heck? How is how does Abdullah Decore have five <laughs> goals on seven shots? It's funny you're gonna say that. I was gonna go to Etienne Capu. I'm gonna there. say that forever because it's that <laughs> is unsustainable, and everyone went bonkers for it, and it was stupid. It was, it was wrong eventually, like Scott right. would want to say. Sure. This he's too involved. That's too much involvement. He is the key of everything. I think it could only, maybe, maybe it, when Junior Stanislaus comes back, which is which is soon, soonish. I don't think two weeks. I just don't know how you take you take this guy out of your lineup. I feel like it might help him. I feel like it's one more uh, really smart attacking player for them. Who's going to get injured shortly after he comes back? <laughs> the next the next part of having either Wilson King or Frazier is they're at Burnley, home to Palace, at Watford, home to Southampton, at Fulham. That's their next six this, five matches. This is a this is a perfect example. And in the same match, James Madison, same same exact thing. Form and fixtures are both great. You cannot possibly be upset about what's coming up for Leicester City or for Bournemouth. But yeah, this is exactly it. Like uh, one of the ne- one of the big things for for cherries here burnley fulham crystal palace and southampton who they face here in the next five matches all in the bottom eight of the premier league and shots allowed on target and i just feel like this is not it can't be bad for any of their attacking players this this match it feels like they should have seen out at four nil but they didn't. They got lazy. I, well, I think it's c- time to own, own Bournemouth for the next five weeks and then sell. Well, and because they gave up those matches late, you know, Vardy only got you a two if you brought him right back into oh, your lineup. Way wild, wildly unlucky. But James Madison looked good again. So Madison and I feel like Mar- Vardy and Madison were both pretty unlucky here to not get something. Uh, Madison did get something. Well, Madison did, You're but I'm saying he more. could have gotten more. Gotcha. Vardy... Man, I don't know about Begovic. Begovic came out on that land slide on Vardy. It was close. I don't know. Yeah. Did not get called a penalty, but either way, Vardy still had some good chances. Madison, if it's not, it's that same thing that happened with Jordan Pickford a few weeks ago, uh, uh, where he, you know, Pickford gets a thumb 
that puts a, a ball up on the on the bar. Begovic had the exact same thing on Madison in the first half of this match. I just wonder how different it would have been if they had gotten a little bit luckier in the in the first half. But either way, Madison led the team in shots and shots on target. He had four shots and three of those were on target. Three key passes. The thing with the penalty, though, Vardy was not on the pitch. That's right. He when got Madison took off, it, and that's why Madison took that pen. Right. So we can only assume Vardy is still the penalty, the first choice. And Madison is second choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, James Madison was fouled. He was fouled five times in this match. It's a lot. He's the he's the most fouled player. That's Zaha-ish. in the Premier League. Really, yeah, he's the most fouled. Hazard is second. Wow. Madison. So James Madison has been fouled 18 times. That's an interesting... I mean, he is around the ball constantly yeah. for Leicester. Sure. It was uh, also... It was center back card fest. Well, it was, it was yes. A, it was so Last fun. week, you endorsed... Not endorsed, but you said you could go to any Leicester Leicester City defender. options. Yeah. Leicester City I options agree. are wonderful. West Morgan sent off. Yeah. Harry Maguire lucky to not get sent off. Yeah. That's right. Um, no, there was... Look... The caveat with everything this season is are, who's predicting clean sheets? Mm. Who's doing it? No no one. The, it's just the potential is higher in matchups that are better. I think that's all there is to it. I mean, this is a perfect example. Chair, Bournemouth is is up a man and leading 4-0, and they and they win 4-2. They scored twice down a man. I mean, who's who in, at that point who's predicting seven a Seven minutes of the game. Right. And so... I, at this point, I I don't think I want to have anything to do with a defender that isn't a, a primary attacker for people. <laughs> Which brings me back to Diego Rico. Two ones so far for him. I know. Eddie Howe said of Charlie Daniels last week, we haven't seen him during the international break. This knee injury that he's got uh, is is has kept him away from the team for a while now. I don't see how Diego Rico loses his spot. I know he conceded a penalty this week. He he's the one who made the clumsy tackle on Pereira that got Pereira an assist uh, on the on the Madison penalty. But listen, Rico's all over the final third. Twenty nine of his seventy two passes were in the final third. He had twenty two more passes than the next highest total for any Cherries player. So he had seventy two. The next highest total was Dan Gosling with fifty. So, obviously, a key attacking piece for them. He took a corner. Like he's taking the corners on the, I think, on whatever the opposite side of what his foot is. I think he's on the right side. So, I think he took a left side corner. Doesn't matter. The point is, he led the team in tackles. He still put in four crosses, which was the most on the team. He's played twice and has the second highest total number of crosses for anyone on the team. Like... I just feel like this is a lot good for Diego Rico for a guy who's four and a half and owned by nobody. All right. Especially in a good run that's coming up. Sure. Newcastle one, Arsenal two, Kieran. Come on, you gunners! Every time it gets me. <laughs> Kieran Clark <laughs> does what he can, but Dave's favorite gunners, Granite Xhaka and Mesut Ozil. See to it that the Gunners get the points. I can't believe you get to talk about these guys again, Dave. When Xhaka scored, I just laughed. I just laughed. He bought himself how many more starts with that, with that I goal? I know. I know. I've never been. So this is going to be my, my moment. I've never felt so weird about a season. And, and what's even weirder is this. As weird as this season has been for Arsenal, many people, you guys would both probably say this. Look, Arsenal doesn't look great. They don't, they don't look good at all. But they're at least a bad Lacazette pass away from, from drawing Chelsea. Yeah. And remember how many times how many chances they missed in the first half? Yeah. They easily could have won that game four to two against Chelsea, right? For sure. Which means they would have lost to City and then won four straight. But they didn't win the Chelsea game, but still they've won three straight. Yep. And I still don't think they've had their best lineup out there yet. Dave. I it is it, they all their goal scorers have been different every game. Hey Dave, here we are again, and I ask you: Will Arsenal keep one clean sheet before Christmas? <laughs> I say yes. 
I Dave, they were up two nil. I know. Against a Newcastle team that really I mean the first half was better for Newcastle than the second half for sure. They give up a goal to Karen Clark, assisted in open play by Federico Fernandez, streaking down the right wing. It is so sad that Federico Fernandez, that his cross into the box to Clark in stoppage time is the offense that we get to talk about for Newcastle. That should make you sad, doesn't it? Yeah. They only had four shots. Well, I don't own any Arsenal defenders. And but why I don't... not here? It was in stoppage time. They can't stop for two more minutes. Look, I, I don't know what Emery's doing. I'm sure he's working on something. Like, Scott, is this what it felt like when Brendan Rodgers took over your club? And and you just you don't know what the identity of the club is, and everything's new. And you're just like, what? Is something good going to happen out of this? Or maybe this is the early years of Klopp when Klopp took over and things weren't great and he didn't really have all the guys he wanted in there. And and everyone wants Klopp to just make magic, but Liverpool doesn't get a lot of great results. Like, I'm just is, – is this what it felt like? Uh, No. <laughs> in on. fact, I uh, resent the fact that you're trying to project your uh, Arsenal disgruntlement onto my club. No, no, it's not disgruntlement. It's mm-hmm. just completely like everything is in the air. Listen, the story coming out of this match is the fact that Emery's, Emery's thumbprint is starting to appear on this squad. You're starting to see that come through. It's still a work in progress, but you're seeing progress. That's the story coming out of the media after this match. But so what, I think what is that thumbprint? Someone uh, tell me what that thumbprint is. A defense that's sucky? Well and, bl- and an bl- offense that no one knows where the goals are coming bl- from? Blame Mustafi for that. I've been blaming him for a Mustafi long time. and Jaka. Give me Bailly. Hey Listen, Arsenal. Sign Bailly in the in the winter. Well, they say he wants to go there. Hey Dave. Yeah. Listen. Alexander Lacazette played ninety minutes. Yeah. Obama Yang played sixty nine minutes. Does this settle it? I think until form kicks in, just like I would have said for Salah and Mane, you go with the the lower costing guy if you want to go there. I don't own an Arsenal player. If you owned Aubameyang, who are you selling him for? If I own Aubameyang, who am I selling him for? Yeah. A lot of people. Lukaku, right? Money's pretty close. Are you doing Lukaku? Oh, Are you going lower? No. No. I Lukaku. Sure. I mean, it's a tenth of a, a pound difference, right? Okay. But I'd go to Firmino at this point. But Firmino, Firmino. absolutely. There's a, For, I feel Firmino, like there's absolutely. multiple. I feel like there's multiple. I options. would go to Jamie Vardy before then. Um, you wouldn't go to Lacazette though. No, no, I would. If I no, no, I would. I would. I I think the best choice out there is Firmino. They both get an assist here. Lacazette's, Lacazette's assist is dubious. <laughs> right. I agreed. That was that was not not what you would ever Look, count on. I I think. If if you've held tight this long with an Arsenal with Lacazette or Aubameyang, then I, I I continue to think that you're going to be rewarded with some fantasy scores. But to me, it's not a good business play to own them right Can now. Can I reference the article that the Guardian had at the beginning of the month about what happens when Arsenal starts Lacazette? Yeah, sure. Did we talk about that? Did we talk about that last week? I don't recall. Ben McAleer, I think, is his name. He he. Uh, it was on behalf of WhoScored.com, one of our favorite stats. We do websites. love that place. Uh, just talked about the percentage, what Arsenal looks like by percentages when Lacazette starts compared to when he doesn't. And in 27 starts for Lacazette, Arsenal has a 59.3% win percentage, which now is up because it's 28 matches and they won one more with wow. him starting. 20, 18.5% draws and 22% losses. They score over two goals a game and concede just over one a game whenever he starts. When he's not in there, the 15 matches that he did not start for them since he's joined, just a 33% win percentage. Lost 60% of the matches, which is nine losses out of 15. And they only scored one and a half. The, the scoring drops over a half, a half goal. It's crazy. And they concede about almost a half a half of a goal more. It is, but it isn't. If you watch the matches, like stats support what you see when you watch. Arsenal this season, we've said this before, look different when Lacazette is out there. It's true. They just do. And what you're saying simply mm-hmm. supports, supports that. that. Jamal Lascelles was subbed out at halftime and is hurt. So yeah. 
I was as Rough I'm about to, to say guy. simultaneously, uh, maybe start to warm up your warm up your Newcastle players because the schedule relaxes here now. They're done with their a little terrible run. Yep, and they're getting into a bit of a, t- a better schedule. Uh, just know that Jamal Lascelles only made it till halftime. Rafa Benitez says it was a recurrence of the ankle injury that kept him out of the match against Chelsea. But either way, it's he's already a doubt for next week. Dave, can you say that this is good? That five of their next seven matches are at home. That is good. So they play Everton and Watford in the next two weeks, and then they're at Fulham. But five of their next seven overall are at home, and I feel like that's favorable for them. It is, and the fact that they've got two away wins in a row, and that... I'm almost positive did not happen at all all last season. Move on to Wolves. Let's do Wolves. Wolves won Burnley nil. Despite all the shots, the only one to go into the net, Raul Jimenez. Hey, Brian, number 30. 30. Number 30, Steph Curry. Higher than 27. Oh, yeah, that's true. I happen to know 30 shots. The number of shots. Yeah, that was a lot. But only seven on goal. Yeah. That's still... That's... More shots on target than as many shots on target than Burnley had on target. They dominated this match. That's Burnley, the speculation was Europa League's over, international break, you have a chance to kind of regroup a little bit. How are they going to come out at Wolves? And the answer was the same way they did one month ago when the season started. Burnley's in trouble. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's some locker room Des- discord. Despite Joe Hart's best efforts. Sheesh. Uh, he could not stop them forever. And uh, no, Raul Jimenez is one of those guys. I feel like we've talked about it before. I uh, My decision a few weeks ago was between him and, and Danny Ings. Ings, and I still feel like it's a I, I feel like it's a toss-up, especially this week. If you're really flippant about your transfers and you don't want to have, <laughs> and you do have Danny <laughs> Ings, and you want to just go from Ings to Jimenez this week, why not? Yeah, Ings can't play. Um it, uh, the thought that I had after this match was how long until Raul Jimenez is the best Mexican player in the Premier League? Uh, and I'm, of course, comparing him to Chicharito. Right. He might be there already. I, th- I think he might be. Sure. Obviously, it's not super fantasy relevant, but he's gotten 20 points already, and at 5.5 pounds, it's not terrible as a third no, it's forward. Good. Uh, it was between him and uh, Mitrovic. I know the price is a little different there between the two guys, but looking at where I wanted to spend my money, there was a moment where Jimenez was my guy in my lineup. Yeah, uh, I ended up going with Mitrovic in the end, not banking on much against City for, right. for Mitrovic. Uh, but if you know anyone who went to Jimenez this week, obviously some instant rewards. Uh, nothing to see on Burnley at this moment nothing. because of their trouble. Unless you want to maybe own Joe Hart. I was going to say who might o- get ten o- saves a game. Only Joe Hart and. Uh, I mean, you saw you know the forwards rotated out. You know, you had Vokes and Ashley Barnes playing. Chris Wood subs on later. I mean, I just don't think you want. I mean, I still listen. I mean, I know what the stats say about uh, Goodmanson, but he just came back from his injury. So, I mean, they just don't have. They just don't have much. And I don't. I mean, it just looks bad all like top to bottom for them. Burnley's and, in trouble, and Wolves just. Wolves just thrashed them. And they said it during the match. Which team looked like the newly promoted side here? That's right. Wolves did not. Yeah. Now, uh, Joel Matinho, we talked about him. He continues to kick the ball to people a ton. Still leads the uh, leads the league in corners taken, and he's uh, third overall for the number of crosses that, puts it, that he's put in. So, Wolves are a spirited group, and they're fun to watch. And it it does lead to uh, fantasy points more often than not. Everton 1, West Ham 3. Andre Yarmolenko said hello to the Premier League with a brace. Marco adds to the Hammers uh, tally. But Brian's boy, Gilfie, ensures that the Hammers defenders can't get a clean sheet and thereby hold back. And not just Gilfie, Gilfie with a header. Hmm. That was shocking. Wow, look at him go. Uh, Reinvented by John Joe Kenny, who is... Last week you said, you're not going to own him. He might not even play. I know. Well, we knew knew Seamus Coleman had a stress fracture. You did did look right at me and say, Dave, what are you going to do? Own him? John Joe Kenny? (laughs) I just think that's a... I I just feel like that's a... 
That's a really presumptuous buy after we have for <laughs> one week after the way that. But just ever- think if we would have gone out on a limb and said, "No, you know what? I I would own him." Oh no. In fair, be fair to the, our own show. We said we know he he did good whenever yes. he was in for Seamus Coleman That's before. True. It's not entirely surprising, but he got a chance. Surprising is that they lost three one at home to West yeah. Ham. That's surprising. Yeah, they are a uh, they are not organized. And Jordan Pickford looks uh, of all the players who are having a World Cup hangover. Jordan Pickford's having the worst one. I mean, it's it, there's a two-part problem here, right? Uh, number one, it's the injuries. Either injuries are creating yes. a lot of instability in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Number two, you have two teams on Everton, two squads. You have last year's squad, and you have this summer signings. And then you have Richarlison. Who's part of the <laughs> right, summer signings? Yeah. I, like, there's, there's not a lot, and there's not, not really anything that's tying them together at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know... I think uh, Marco Silva, as much as any manager would struggle, we talked about this before. When when a club fans get excited during the summer when a club makes a bunch of good signings or what seem like good signings, but then the real work begins. You know, bringing those new signings into yeah. the existing squad—that is a hard thing for anyone to do. And Marco Silva is experiencing that now. See West Ham United up to this point in the season. Same thing, right? Yes, exactly the same thing, and that's why there were six changes made from last week's lineup for this week. Pellegrini to this week. Wow, which right, included talk. starting Yarmolenko. Thirteen points. Yeah. Are Are we rushing to Yarmolenko at this point? <laughs> six point eight. I'm not. But I like to just see West Ham, who had been on the struggle bus, do do well here. It's good to see them do well. It took five matches, but finally the collective total of defender points for West Ham defenders is in double digits. Oh, good work. 11 total points for all the West Ham defenders. So happy for them. Um, Brian, you want to talk about Marco. 8-5, 2-12 in his last four uh, matches. I just, all I want to do, he has the basically the same... Because he's tied with uh, Lukaku, they have almost the exact same scores over the first five weeks, just rearranged at different times. Yeah. But no, the big stat per match of the day. Since the start of this calendar year, since the start of 2018, only Mo Salah has been involved in more goals than Marco Arnautovic. So Salah has been involved in 23 goals this calendar year. Marco has been involved in 16. Goal and an assist here. The only thing with Marco is that perpetual yellow triangle. He's going to have it a lot of weeks. And you just never know. He's, a, he's just a little knocky guy. And I think you're gonna have little knocks and you're gonna have those you're gonna have those iffy matches where you don't know for sure and it'll be either maybe not a late decision, but it'll be a matter of training and that kind of thing. But he's crucial. Cannot be he is this close to being their Zaha. They need him. Oh, it's interesting you bring up Zaha. I was about to ask you a question. Yay. Marco or Zaha? If you had to pick one at that price point. I'm, I am living that reality by owning Zaha. You don't own Marco. I do not. Of all of us, I would have expected you to own Marco. Um, I don't hate the idea of playing three cheaper strikers. All right. Owning Zaha and Marco and Ings so far this You'd season. You put Ings ahead of Jimenez? I would, only because I feel like he does more. Would you put Ings ahead of Mitrovic? I don't think I would put Ings ahead of Mitrovic. So you would but go that's with... a significant price jump. But I'm saying that, yeah, I'm uh, saying... not like, significant. I'm just saying it's, it's, All, a, if it's, like, it's a dollar. dollar. It's, it's, what, it's what team you're making. So it's 1.1. I, I wouldn't hate it if you said, I'm going to do, I'm going to have Ings instead of Mitrovic. I'm going to throw that dollar here. If it's some, depending on who you're trying to shoot at. But I mean, if you go with, if you go with, you're talking about Mike, Marco, Zaha, Mitrovic. Yeah. That's less than 21 pounds for your forwards. Yeah. That's really good. It's an unbelievable strategy right now because who's doing that? The points are in the back, and now they're starting to creep forward to the midfield so far this season, but they're not up front. Not entirely. No. There are points with Firmino. There's right. potential for Lukaku. Like there are, you know, Aguero has been good, but but you can get as much for less 
with the three guys we just Let missed. me ask you this because we this was the strategy. This was a strategy question that involved the Sala question that we've I think we talked about it last week without you. Is the specter of not being able to get so and so back into your team if you don't have him if you don't have him but how are you going to get him if you need to get him is that too much of a boogeyman this FPL season or is that is that real and i'm asking that because premium striker so anyone more than $10 the same thing would apply oh you don't have aguero or kane or whoever it is now and you only have a $7 Marco as your most expensive guy, how are you going to get to so-and-so at $11 if you don't have him now? It's easier to go from this dollar point to this dollar point. Is that real, or is that a bunch of baloney that people should not care about? It does seem like, just as in real life, there's very little middle class this year in the Premier in Fantasy Premier League, meaning that, that the price... The prices of players you're considering seem to be stretched out. There's a high end and a low end. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to decide. To me, it seems like you're right. It is kind of overblown as a strategy. The real question is, do I wait two weeks to get two free transfers to be able to do a double swap to make the money work? Or do I take the negative four and do it now? That seems to be the actual question. Yeah, Because it's going to be two moves mm -hmm. most of the time. That's right to get premium guy. Absolutely. So if there's a time here in two weeks, if Kane goes for a hat trick this coming week, and you're like, oh boy. But I could easily see if Mane gets another two, you know, streakiness is coming out, and you say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to get Kane up front, and I'm going to get the money back by taking the negative four to get Mane out of my midfielder and go down to someone at, you know, to a Ryan Fraser maybe or something like that, Mm -hmm. and the money works now. No matter yeah. who you're selling up front to get Harry Kane, the money works because you got rid of Mane at a high price point to go down to a, a, a Ryan Fraser. Yeah, I mean, I just think like this. This is a. I mean, these guys are perfect examples. Like Marco's doing what everyone. I mean, West Ham cannot complain about him. No. He kissed the badge on his shirt for goodness' sake whenever he scored his goal. Like that. This is what everyone wants from him, which That's is right. to be the key man to be to score the goals and to make the delicate pass to Yarmolenko for the assist on another nice goal. Like yeah. Marco is capable of that every single week. You love the fact that he was capable of scoring but also shared the wealth. And I I waited to see how he would do under Marcus, I'm sorry, not Marcus, under uh Pellegrini to start yeah. the season. Seems like he's doing just fine. Yeah. Really is just his hamstring. Hold tight, Marco. Come on, Hold Marco's tight. hamstring. We're, we're we're rooting for you. Southampton 2, Brighton 2. The lone draw. Hey, there were the same number of draws in the Premier League this weekend as in the NFL. This is not an NFL podcast. Uh, Southampton 2, Brighton 2. Hoybier does it again. Yeah. So does Danny Ames. There's my 4.4 budget midfielder, Scott. Wow. You're way overreacting. Shane Duffy and Glenn Murray do the same for the season. Hey, look, add two more. Before, what am I be- losing? Before we get to Hoybier, there's two more cheap striker options here where is glenn murray in forward scoring so far this season glenn murray brian is seventh with 27 total points but he is one point behind Firmino, wilson and two points behind arnautovic and lukaku he is way up there glenn murray is at a 6.5 right and one thing we know for sure with him He is absolutely playing, and he is on penalties. And everything I said about him in the preseason and everything that everyone talked about is wrong. Glenn Glenn Murray's last four games, 5-2-12-6. He's key. And he's 90 minutes in every match. And yet Tottenham and City are the next two opponents. That never seems to matter because he'll be still taking the PKs. Well, his one down week, I mean, he put up five on United, but only two on Liverpool. Right. If you had a forward if you had a forward triplet of Marco Arnautovic, Glenn Murray, and Alexander Mitrovic, are you mad about that? 
No, but I, but I'll tell you this: right after the Spurs City games, I'm going to be owning him. It then goes into a stretch of Wonderland matchups. Well, I'm just saying, like this is another like this is and Hoybeard. I feel like adds some you know adds some decision making for people just because he's done it now. He, I'm telling you, he should have had an assist the game the match that he was red carded. I don't know why he didn't get the assist for Ryan Bertrand's ridiculous goal that he scored. He passed it to him, and it went right to him. It wasn't deflected to him. It was intended for him. He was not credited with that assist. I know it doesn't help his overall points after he gets a red card, but what I'm saying is like he's shown it now. This is three weeks in a row. Scott, last mm, week. Scott, Sure, but the points have come in in the last two, nine that, and right. ten. Last you, week, yeah. I used my wild card, so I don't have a whole lot of cleanup to do here. Okay. But. Hoybier's in your lineup. He is. He's been my wow. free transfer this week. So get this, right? So he's down. Listen, just listen through this. No. He is down. He had dropped to a 4.4 uh-huh. as a midfielder. So as a budget-wise, you almost can't get much lower than that. And he's playing. The, and he's obviously playing well with nines, a 9 and a 10 the last two weeks. His Bonus goal points. was... His Both goal weeks. was nice. Now, so here's yeah, the other thing. His was. ownership is at a 1.8%. His net transfers in this week is already 50000 I bet. His price is going to be going up, and I'm going to make my 102 team value up to a 0.1 on a free transfer. <laughs> that actually has to go to you, a one. You are making the all of the blood flow it. to Scott's head just like... It is starting to boil. I know. None of this will matter until the end when <laughs> people are going to be like, man, how in the world did he get all those guys? Listen. <laughs> can I can I just say that you can have all that value you want. You're not getting but you, the hold points. On. Regardless of all for that. You, I would make you a bet. Can't, you can't deny that he's not a bad own at 4.4 as a budget midfielder. If that's what you're going for, sure. You yes. already said that you were going for that earlier in the pod. With Will Hughes, there's no doubt, and Hoybier has proven to be good for the last two weeks. Yes, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I, I would, I don't know what the bet should be, but I'd make a bet that he is not going to outscore I, Will Hughes. Why probably. Don't, I don't know if I'd make. That's that a bet. good bet. Uh, you know what else is a good bet is uh, whether or not that's his highest score for the season. Ten. It might be. It might. I mean, be. he's put in 19 points over the last two weeks, which is no, undoubtedly a great number, but. I, I mean, but no it's going to take him at least eight more matches to get 19 well, more points. Well, I think it's I think it says a lot, Dave, that he dropped to 4.4 because he got the red card, which means people that did own him Ditched threw him, him away when That's he got right. his red card and That's right. only and didn't sit out, didn't didn't miss a full match, and then comes back immediately with a breakaway goal uh, two weeks ago against Crystal Palace, and then today scores a laser, a perfectly bent laser. It was amazing. Yeah, it was a great shot. Laser. Amazing. He'll probably amazing. never hit a ball sweeter than that the rest of his life. It was awesome. Um, I'm just happy Danny Ings continues to be very good and very active. Yep. And Drew, what about that red? Oh, he can't play against he's Liverpool. He's just a guaranteed not play because yep. Liverpool still technically owns Which, him. again, was so weird to me. Yep. I'm not. No one is predicting injuries. And the, everything we say, I think, has the it should have the assumed. He's getting cav- a week off. Caveat okay. of yeah, his blister is going to be great yes. after two yeah. weeks. Um, no, it should just be the assumed caveat for everything we say. Like, of course, if someone gets injured, it doesn't apply anymore. But yeah, if Danny Ings, as long as he stays healthy, like he's killing it. Da- w- Danny Ings has already gone up in price. He's he should have at a five point seven. Yep. I I just want to add in here personally. I wanted to go discount at goalkeeper from Ederson. Mm-hmm. And my choices were between Wayne Hennessy of Crystal Palace and Alex McCarthy of Southampton. Did not pay off to go to McCarthy for one week, but that is where I've gone, and that's where I'll stay mm-hmm. uh, for now. Uh, but uh, anyway, you know, McCarthy's had a decent start to the season, yep. and uh, there's no reason to think that you know, he's coming out. He's the first-choice keeper. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens Stretch from games here. looks tough. Sure, I get it. I'm okay. I've got to get back up too. You don't like the? Uh, you don't want to buy the a four dollar backup and just just handcuff your goalkeeper? No. Okay. I heard I heard what you said and it made a lot of sense last week. Uh, I can't remember what uh, off the top of my head what squad you were. Referring we said Lursel and Hamer. Hamer, that's right. Hamer um, might start. Hamer might get the job back. That's still those gloves are up for grabs. Yeah, I mean it made sense, True. and I did think about it for about a second and a half 
which is about a second and a quarter longer than I would normally have given it thought. Mm, okay. So you, you made an impact on me. Fair. Great. Last week's pod. That's all we wanted. Huddersfield nil, Crystal Palace won. We round out the weekend with a Wilfried Zaha goal. That He dribbled through the team and scored. Pretty much. Boy, is he mad. Oh, is he a mad guy? After the match? Yes. Yeah, I put How is some, he so mad? Because he gets tackled a lot. He Zanka, gets fouled a lot. Because Zanka put, put the hurt on him in uh, a tackle that was clumsy crunching, and reckless crunching. and got a yellow card for it. Should have been red? It was not Let me a, be honest. It I, was not a good it was not a good it was not a good tackle. I saw the highlights of this match and that was it. It was not it a good tackle. That interesting to me. I don't I mean I don't feel like it was as obviously bad as the Etienne Capu uh calf rake. Gotcha. But it was that not, was but it was bad. Sure. The quote that he gave after the match was I feel like before anyone gets a red I'd have to get my leg broken or something. That's why I lose my head. Why am I getting different treatment from other players? I've tried to speak to referees. There's nothing I can do anymore. He's right. And he, he went, right. and he's t- he did lose his head because he recklessly challenged Hatter Jones almost like right after that, yep. which was picked up a yellow. Obviously, yeah. affected a little bit his his overall score. And he it, probably would have gotten three bonus points look, if he doesn't get that yellow card. Ryan, you know how you make a point? You just kick Zanka right in the nuts. Then you get then you get red carded make, yourself. Make your point. Well, but, but the problem with if Zaha... If you're not going to pr- protect me, then I'm going to protect myself. Yes, but Zaha already has the reputation of being a diver and for being emotional. That is not going to be... That's not going to be the solution gonna to help. his problem. That's going to be... That's going to add to the problem. This guy, it's unfortunate. Here's, here's something I've learned in life, and as someone who coaches other people professionally, this is what I tell them. Once you've established a certain type of negative reputation for yourself, it takes even longer to, than how it how long it took to establish the negative reputation. To, to flip it. Yeah, exactly. To, to reestablish a new positive reputation. And Zaha's in that point of time. He's going to have to do one of two things. He's going to have to just endure this phase and get past it to the to where his reputation changes or he's going to have to change leagues. It's going to be one of those two things. He tried to change clubs during the summer if rumors are to be believed. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's at Palace. He belongs at Palace. He thrives at Palace. Finally, I know you guys have been waiting for 2 hours for this, but this is Scott's stat of the day. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. Yay. It's the number 1.5. Hey. Goals per match. Number of sh- number of shots that Huddersfield took in this match. <laughs> Both excellent guesses, but no. It's the number of points per match that Crystal Palace earn when Zaha plays. Oh wow! Compared to when he doesn't play, zero, because they haven't won yeah. when he hasn't played. Wow! So he is entirely valuable to the squad. And I'm glad that he's there. He's he's standing out there as opposed to Chelsea or wherever it was he was going to go during the summer. Do you guys even remember? I don't remember. It doesn't well, it was Spurs and Chelsea, and then Chelsea was the late the yeah. late favorite towards the anyway, end of the summer. But either he's way, gotta, he's got to get through this period. The good news is he's still putting in the goals while he is working his way through this. And Dave, yes, and it, to you know for for all, what it's worth. The team, Crystal Palace Club, has put in a. They've put in an official appeal to the Premier League to discuss this exact. You know, okay, to this good. this exact issue. It's the same. Chelsea did the same thing with Eden Hazard. There should in the be past. plenty of film on it. There right? is, of course. I mean, well, and and it's official stats too. So it's funny. That's what I mean. Even in this in this match, officially he was fouled once, and it was Zanka who fouled him. But he was still the recipient of some rough treatment that was not official it did not go into the official stats and so yeah i mean i guess if you're getting kicked a ton and your people are coming in a little bit more you know trying to rattle you on purpose of course i mean yeah it's going to eventually get to you two things first of all i don't think it's the end of jeffrey schlup but this was what we had talked about a lot that he finally uh played one he played one minute yeah subbed on for one minute it was the only sub When's the last time you saw that? Just like one sub in the game? Crystal Palace subbed one person. Yeah. It was Jeffrey Schlupp, was and they subbed moment. him on right at stoppage time for Andros Townsend, which I think is weird because it's on the opposite side from where Schlupp usually plays. Yeah. Max Meyer, question mark, in a segment we like to call Max Meyer, question mark, a guy who covers Crystal Palace for Football.London, a guy named Robert Warlow, talked about 
this past week and in, in advance of this match talked about how kind of everyone is expecting Max Meyer to start soon and would like to see him start because he's been pretty bright whenever he's been out there so far. Max Meyer, unused sub, zero minutes, didn't even step on the pitch in the match. Roy Hodgson afterwards said, we still have got to see if uh, Czech Coyote and Max Meyer and these guys can help us out. So we have a lot to look forward to. And just talked about how they're in a better position so far right now than they were last year. So it, I, you know, I just feel like this, this thing, whatever this is, I know Jeffrey Schlupp. I would have touted him the same way anyone else did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But just like I feel like we said, you, this is untrustable now. Yeah. Barring injury sure. to someone else in front of him, uh, this is not a person you can have on your squad. I agree. Scott, you want to you want to talk about being happy about having Aaron Juan Basaka for all those nine points? You want to yeah. talk about that? I feel like that was a. I feel like that's important. Look at me and my new Milivojevic strategy. <laughs> Thanks, Juan Basaka. After I mocked you two weeks before, you know why he had three bonus points? Because he had five tackles, because he had three interceptions and three clearances, and blocked a shot, and had seventy percent passing on his thirty plus passes. Wow. He had a good, solid, all-around game. Nice stat stack. He's a good player, and everyone loves him. Even Scott. A lot was said about me, and <laughs> I didn't say a word. <laughs> I don't feel good about it, guys. I you still, should. I still feel you should feel great about it. You got nine points off the bench from him. I still feel dirty about owning him based on what I've said in the past. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Hey, listen. Huddersfield did not lose this match for their lack of trying. I think it's weird that they had 17 shots. I know. Just two on target here. But they took 17 shots. Aaron Moy put one on the post. Steve Mounier headed one about inches above the bar. Like, they had tons of chances here. And they just can't score. You want to remember? You want to remember real quick what the stats are on Huddersfield scoring goals? No goals scored in twenty-one matches last season. They are not improving this. It is it is shocking with seventeen shots that you can't get one to go. That's bad voodoo. Bad. Dave, that brings us to the end. Uh, real quick, what's your captain pick We're, as we sit here for this upcoming match week? This upcoming match week, my captain's pick this week, uh, there are some good choices. I think, again, I'm going to be waffling between Hazard and Aguero because I don't know if Aguero is going to be starting. And Mane might not be a bad choice, but I don't know if he's going to be starting. Well, I mean, he probably will be. Going up against his former club, yeah, Southampton. To me, that I don't want to go his direction because of that. I know it's weird, but I've got a weird feeling about where his head is right now. I will probably be on the standard, and he's not going to do it in back-to-back weeks, but I'll go with Hazard, even though I probably should go away from him because he's not going to turn in a hat trick in back-to-back weeks. Well, he could. Brian? Um, I mean, yeah, on the obvious choices, so out of the big three guys... I mean, I don't, I don't hate any of the the choices. I am, I mean, we didn't talk about it. I am, I am really curious to see if Liverpool is just going to throw the same lineup out again against Southampton. It's the one thing that made me hesitate selling even Andy Robertson for them. So I, I'm curious. I, I mean, all the big guns played today, and so I guess that lineup probably stays intact. But if there was rotation. I mean, why not rotate this week? Playing a Danny Ingsless Southampton, a toothless Southampton. No, but I, which to me, I, what I'm saying is out of the main three guys. So Hazard, Kane, Aguero, Salah have been the runaway first choice uh, captain pick so far this season. It would make me lean Hazard just based on form. And then Kane. Look, I know he's, I know it sucked, but in a way, I feel like you can't deny the matchup. So if you're playing the matchup and you want to just play with your just on your head, I would say Kane. But uh, I don't know how you deny Hazard's form right now. Yeah, I'm tempted to stick with. Ha- I'm only looking at Chelsea, and if I don't give it to Hazard again, 
Maybe I'm going to switch it to Alonzo. He's, now that he's had a two, he's due. He's due for another double-digit week. That's exactly They're right. They're playing at one of the most disorganized back lines in the Premier League. I know it's away, but still. I mean, it's West Ham. Alonzo alone has scored four times the number of points that the collective group of West Ham defenders has scored so far this season. Dave, I mean, I know, I know it's weird to say this, but you know who the fantasy Premier League is touting as a differential guy this coming week? Lucas Mora. No. Who? Mesut Özil. Özil. Because he, because of his history, especially at home against Everton, which makes me say, I mean, well, I, the I, same we, thing. We don't about, reference we, it we've enough. Said it before. That I'm not saying Özil. I, I am it. saying if look, you got Lacazette. You got one of the attacking guys. I mean, I don't hate. I don't hate the Gunners at home. I, I, it, it is interesting, and we don't reference it enough. Guys' history. Certain guys happen to always score against certain teams for whatever reason. So who knows if Ozil does something this weekend? I'll be shocked, but I guess yet I won't be surprised, will I, Brian? By the way, can I give you one of the reasons why you might want to avoid Liverpool as the captain pick? Yes. Champions League left. Okay. It's going to be hard to maintain the excitement. Congrats. I think that emotional win might be hard to come back from. There might be a little bit of a lull against something. We're there. All right, we did it. Hey, find us on all the Fantasy Soccer FC social locations. Check our website out. We are always putting out new material every single week for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.